0: Hey y'all, welcome to the Nougat Bell podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. Everyone, welcome back to the Nougabell Podcast, and for the final Nougabell Podcast episode of 2018, I am here with local booze enthusiast and lifter of spirits titles he came up with himself, <laughs> Brian Lindsay. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast.
1: That's good to be here.
0: Yeah, um, super excited to have some cocktails later.
1: Uh, yeah, I share look your
0: f- expertise with us. I
1: look forward to making some cocktails.
0: <laughs> We've so. got three we're gonna do
1: yep that's
0: how you round out a podcast for a year is with three cocktails i don't believe in
1: just doing one one and done's not no you you can't do that that's not your style no No.
0: um so tell us a little bit about yourself where are you from and how did you end up in chattanooga
1: uh man i am from people always (laughs) joke about this i'm from washington dc originally um people always say are you really from washington dc and yes i am i was born in the district of columbia my birth certificate says so uh, moved to Silver Spring, Maryland when I was a little kid, and then when I was 12 years old, moved to Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, what really got me in the industry was I was on my way to college, and I saw that Chili's was hiring, so I decided to go work at Chili's. Um, <laughs>
0: where everything starts.
1: Right, where everything starts. That was 16 years ago, and man, I've been everywhere uh, between different states. I lived in Austin, Texas, and um, uh, that's really what got me into bartending. And this was in 2008. Uh, and when I say bartending, I bartended before, but this is what really got me into the craft scene of bartending and, uh, bringing the, the craft of the cocktail mm-hmm. anyways. So, uh, and I did have it...
0: learned from previous episodes that there is a big difference in craft bartending and volume bartending. Thank you, <laughs> Toby darling.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, the difference is, uh, I don't. I don't like to make sex with an alligator or lemon <laughs> drops uh, for a living. Um, Wait,
0: a what?
1: A lemon drop. No,
0: I know what that is. What was the other sex one?
1: Sex with an alligator.
0: What in the world is that?
1: Uh, it's made with Midori, Jaeger, and some <laughs> rasmattaz. It's an oh. old school cocktail. I've, i made a ton of them. When it brings me back to the you know history and the, the the story behind myself. I Austin, Texas. I moved to Asheville, North Carolina, um, and before all this. Uh, I worked at Taco Mac. So that's where I made all those sex with an alligator. (laughs) Uh, And this was back, oh God, 13 years ago. So from there, I moved to Austin, Texas and uh, really got into craft cocktails. And I moved to Asheville, North Carolina. And I was a head mixologist for Hotel Indigo. um, And then moved back to Chattanooga and helped open up and do a lot of uh, cocktail menus here in Chattanooga and did a lot of... uh, bar managing, consulting, and uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Now I'm now I'm selling booze. I'm not buying it anymore, nice. which is even better. On the other side of the table. Yeah, the completely opposite <laughs> side. So, and, and it's great. Um, You're I lo- all
0: over town doing tastings. And-
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be, we've got a lot of tastings coming up here uh, all the way up until Christmas. So um, all the way between Jack's and Heck, any liquor store here in Chattanooga, R- R- Riverside, Imbime, JR's. I mean, it's going to be everywhere. Yay! That's going to be fun. More
0: booze for everybody. Uh, <laughs> free
1: booze. So come and see me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about what goes into putting together a cocktail program for a specific restaurant?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, the big thing is is understanding the culture of and the vibe that the restaurant wants to portray. I mean, you have anything from dive bars to, you know, Michelin star restaurants. So um, I believe that any kind of establishment can have a cocktail program based upon the clientele. And it's not even just the clientele. It's, it's the atmosphere that you want to portray. So like with your upper scale restaurants, it's, it's, it's getting with the food. Understanding the food and trying to blend the food and the cocktails together And make it a perfect balance. Mm -hmm. And I I like to call it a relationship, you know, and it's like, here's boyfriend, here's girlfriend, let's get them together and make a beautiful menu. Mm -hmm. I mean, with dive bars, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's not hard, but it's, it's still a lot of fun. You do the, the whole, uh, I like to call it the lunchbox. You do a certain shot with a different beer and those two just correlate very well together. Makes a great dive bar. Um, like
0: Fireball
1: and Cider. and Fireball <laughs> and Cider. I like to think of like like a Marquee uh, Fiend with a Guinness. Okay. So taking out the Jameson and Guinness and doing something more on the cognac brandy side of things. Oh, okay.
0: Class it up a little. Class it up a little
1: <laughs> bit. It's like cla- it, it's kind of like the mullet. Mm-hmm. So you got the you know professional in the front, party in the back. So you take. A- <laughs> You, you you drink the Guinness and then you take the shot. It's party in the front and, you know, all right, I'm sorry. Business in the front, party in the back. I mean, it makes sense. It does. And that's, it, it also has to, you know, understanding how, what makes a great cocktail. I think that's also what really takes building a bar program. You know, there's identifying with, having bartenders that can identify with their clientele and ask them <laughs> questions of what they actually like and be able to answer that. Mm-hmm. So, you can make a very good cocktail menu, but it all relies on having this, you know, the type of staff to initiate that and establish that,
0: and also execute it,
1: and execute it, absolutely.
0: Awesome. It's an art.
1: It's an. It, it definitely is an art, and it, it, it takes a lot of being in the hospitality restaurant business to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot so,
0: that goes on behind the scenes that people who just like to drink, like me, don't see.
1: <laughs> absolutely, yeah. There's. <laughs> There definitely is. It, it, you know, I'll be honest The, the hospitality uh, business is extremely stressful. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that stress. And um, I want to, would love to always help people understand that's a profession. Mm-hmm. There's so many people out there that do it for the rest of, you know, if, if it wasn't for those people, we wouldn't eat. Right. And so that's what, you know, hospitality is all about. The show, the food, the cocktails. You know, making people happy. So, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Uh, let's play with my jar. Mm. For those of you who have been listening to the podcast all year, you know what the jar is. But for new listeners, I don't I, know
1: how I feel about this jar. Oh, <laughs> I'm just in, kidding.
0: You're in for a good time. Um, this is my mason jar filled with colorful pieces of paper with all sorts of fun questions and things for us to talk about. So we'll each draw a few and answer for each, and we can answer each other's. Oh, really? Yes. Okay.
1: Let's see. I like that now. All
0: right. I'll go first. Okay. And they are not color coded. My favorite winter accessory, scarves. But why? Because they keep me warm and they're mm-hmm. super fun and I have a bunch and I can wear one scarf with like five different outfits and basically get five different outfits. And they're just super warm and cozy.
1: Never thought just switching the turtlenecks. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding.
0: I wore those enough as a child. I don't need them in my adult uh, man, That
1: makes two of us. I'm not showing the, those pictures to anybody. So <laughs> now I get to pick one. Right?
0: No, you get to answer mine.
1: Oh, my favorite winter accessory. Um, honestly, a a beanie, a <laughs> toboggan, however you want to say it. Uh, yeah, it's they're easy. It's easy, and it keeps my head warm. Yes, I hate when my ears get cold. Yeah, so
0: especially this time of year.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, now you can draw one.
1: Can I just like can we dump it out? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're the first person to actually do that.
1: Yeah, well. I like options <laughs> all right so let's see here one of my goals for 2019 is oh man um continuing with a company that i'm with and making them and myself even more successful
0: yay i'm excited to hear more about this me too yes um mine would be to go to a big food and wine festival in the southeast and get paid to do it. Hmm. So Charleston food and wine, if you're listening, I'm your girl.
1: Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I can be her plus t- or plus one. <laughs> Love to do that.
0: Yeah, Charleston's number one. I would not sneeze at Atlanta or Nashville either. If Savannah has one, that would be pretty cool too.
1: I did uh, Atlanta food and wine this past year. Well, this past year. Yeah. yeah. Was it May? Yeah. In it's in the spring. It was it was great.
0: Yeah, I'm sure.
1: It was a lot of fun. That's
0: one thing I wish Chattanooga had was a true food and wine festival.
1: What you need to do, which I just got back from St. Louis doing is Whiskey in the Winter. It's going to I mean, it's not going to be till next year, but right. it's awesome. It's a I'll lot of fun. Keep that
0: in mind. I remember you telling me a little bit about that.
1: 400 different whiskeys and bourbons and scotches. It
0: sounded swanky.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of ridiculous, but it's pretty fun.
0: Have you heard of Southern Whiskey Society? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got a few of those events that I want to go to, too. They did, like, a burger showdown this year, which was, like, ten different burgers. And Alton Brown was one of the judges, and I was like, hell, I want to go just to meet Alton Brown.
1: I met him at Main Street Meats. Really? Yeah, when he was in town doing that thing at the Tivoli.
0: Oh, is he nice?
1: Uh, uh No, not really. Uh, I mean, he's, he's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. He's very nice to all the staff, but, like, he was not...
0: Just all, not interested every, in talking to people. Yeah, not at
1: all. But he, like, you I, yeah, I met him. He was a very humble and nice guy. Mm-hmm. But I could tell he was just like, I don't, I don't really want to talk to anybody. Uh,
0: I, but I get it. Yeah, he plays that character very well on Food Network. It, exactly,
1: he's exactly how he is on Food Network. actually. Okay,
0: so like what you see is what you get.
1: Yeah, like there's no transparency. Okay, like, it's just.
0: I can see that. Okay, my turn to draw. I want right. to pick one of these. My favorite seasonal flavors are, okay, this has come up several times before. I'm going to check myself here. Maple and cranberry. Okay. And orange isn't really like a fall seasonal flavor, but when paired with cranberry, I really like it as like a fall winter flavor.
1: Okay, let's see. My favorite fall and winter flavors? Yes. Whiskey. Scotch and apple cider. Ooh. Like like cinnamon, apple, nutmeg, clove, mm-hmm. mixed with whiskey or scotch.
0: No, yeah. <laughs> Can't beat that.
1: Um, but no, actually my, my flavors are I, I don't know. I really like allspice um and I do love cranberry. So I think those would actually be very like, good. Uh, All right. And scotch and whiskey.
0: Yes. <laughs> Always the scotch and whiskey.
1: Yeah. Alright, so let's see here. Oh man, this is this could get me in trouble. <laughs> My favorite craft beer in Chattanooga is.
0: Oh, this'll get me in trouble.
1: Oh man. Do I have to pick one? No. I can pick two? Yes. Alright. I love Chattanooga. Brewing Company, because mm-hmm. I love Jordan, I love Wes, and Mark, everybody who works there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, they are tied with Odd Story. Like I, I, that, Those are my two favorites. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I do love Heaven and Ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Naked River last night. They have great beer. Um, I think it's just too new. It was my first time there.
0: I've only been, I went to their media opening. Right. And I actually had them on the podcast not too long ago. Um,
1: but, you know, have
0: not had... I had their River Gorge IPA, but that's the only one of their beers I've had so far. I really want to try that Moon Pie Stout because I really want to put it in a batch. It's
1: practice. actually really good.
0: Everyone says it's good. I haven't tried it yet.
1: You know, I'm thinking we need to do an RC Cola like cocktail to complement that beer. Ooh. Like...
0: Like a Red Net six pack.
1: Bingo. Love it. That's awesome. But yeah, I mean... Honestly, I can't really say who my favorite brewery is because I love so many of, like I like Hutton Smith's beer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Promenade's awesome. Promenade Igneous.
0: No disrespect to any other brewery in Chattanooga, but Promenade is my favorite beer in Chattanooga.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then like Godfather of Death by Odd Story, awesome.
0: Odd Story is one that I haven't spent a lot of time at.
1: They, they have great beer. Heaven Ale's got great beer. Um, They're I'll, pop Kush. Oh, I mean, I could drink it for breakfast. (laughs) I don't drink at breakfast. (laughs) For all my people out there, I do not drink at breakfast. Unless it's it's the weekend. Unless it's a book. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not going to be watching much of. Anyways. But, um, Chat Brew, uh, you know, Chick Bok. I like the IPA. I like their
0: winter warmer a lot.
1: Winter warmer is great. You know, and then, I mean, like, even, uh... Naked River, I like their um, um, Hazy, Hazy mm-hmm. IPA. It's great. And that Moon Pie one's that was awesome.
0: Yeah, I want to try that. And
1: their ro- uh, what is it uh, RoboCop or something like Robo, Mr. Robot, Robo. Oh, like, the
0: coffee oatmeal porter yeah. with Velvet Robot? Yeah. Yes.
1: I mean, it's good.
0: I know Justin. I had him on So, here I mean,
1: I, you know, it, it's really hard to differentiate. Like, for me, the one thing that I've learned over the years about all booze is you... You try all of it, so you can understand how everybody can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I just appreciate all the beers here in Chattanooga.
0: I don't think I have a least favorite.
1: No, no, you just you know, I don't. I don't know if I can even say I've got a favorite brewery. Actually, yeah, I can. <laughs> Dogfish Head is my favorite brewing company, just because I think Sam is a freaking genius. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, but I like you know. There's a, there's there's so much out there to mm-hmm. try. I
0: got big on bearded iris and honky tonk. Honky tonk
1: is great. I'm gonna tell you, I'm drinking one right now, and it's it's really good.
0: I got my my dad is big in uh, craft beer as well, and my parents live in North Carolina. And whenever they visit or I visit them, my dad and I do like a craft beer exchange. Mm -hmm. So I try to take him stuff he can't get in North Carolina, and he gets me stuff that I can't get here. So I've got my North Carolina beers waiting on me when I go home at Christmas, and I need to do a shopping trip and get some for my dad. I got him hooked on the Honky Tonk and the Hutton and Smith. Mm. And if Heaven and Ale would can, I could get him easily hooked on there. You can
1: go cans. there and get those growlers. Growler cans.
0: I know, but those don't travel well.
1: Did you hear that, Heaven and Ale? <laughs> Did you hear that? Figure something out. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I I, I don't know. I've only gotten one and I take a disc golfing with me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got a growler of the Love Supreme and made brownies with it.
1: Did you hear that? <laughs> have a nail? Yeah. I brought That's them a, a batch of the brownies. Oh, really? That was
0: part of the deal was they would give me a growler and I'd do a test batch and then take them a batch. Okay. So they got them and I gave them my recipe. Again,
1: have a nail. Did you hear that? <laughs> I hope you're listening. So what, you haven't answered it. What is your favorite?
0: Um, Promenade by Hutton and Smith.
1: That's your favorite. That IPA. That's it's your favorite a, craft beer in Chattanooga.
0: It's a very, Promenade is number one just because it's so consistent. And then a very, very close second is that Hop Kush at Heaven and okay. Ale. Followed very closely by Soul Citra at Heaven and Ale. I love juicy IPAs. I
1: mean, yeah, I do too. It's the wave of the future. Yes. All right, Absolutely. your turn. All right,
0: one more each. I'm gonna draw one through the jar. <laughs>
1: uh-uh.
0: Is winter white acceptable? So I named my sangria winter white sangria because it's the only form of winter white that is acceptable.
1: So you're saying you can't wear white in winter.
0: Can't wear white after Labor Day. Why? Because that's just the rule. That's like Southern Fashion 101.
1: I think they ex-made that rule. I didn't. <laughs> I think you might want to Google that. I'm pretty sure that's not a thing anymore.
0: It is in my book. That's how I was raised.
1: <laughs> um, well, I think the fact that Everybody turns white in winter.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's
1: true. Uh, So I think, again, (laughs) I mean, why not? Why why not wear white? It's a winter wonderland. Snow is white. Hey, they made a movie. It's called Snow White.
0: But then you camouflage with the snow and you get lost.
1: Oh, because it snows so much here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So she's talking about wearing camouflage out in public where there, she doesn't need camouflage because there's no white. <laughs> so, um...
0: No, I'm talking like white jeans, white dresses, white shoes. White shoes are just... they get dirty too easy.
1: That's why you gotta clean them.
0: I had a pair of white Converse's back in the day and I loved them, but they didn't last very long because I got them dirty and I didn't want to bleach them. You
1: don't have to bleach them. They make they make products to clean shoes.
0: 17-year-old me did not know that. <laughs> Well, but 17 year old me didn't know that you don't wear white jeans after Labor Day.
1: It's true. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm going to wear white jeans, but I mean, white blazer, I don't know. White dress. I mean, why not? Eh, okay. You're right.
0: You're right. (laughs) And then the, the thing is like you put it away after Labor Day and then you can wear it again in Easter because it's resurrection and white and all that.
1: Okay. (laughs) So this is more like a podcast of the more you know.
0: (laughs) Insert reading rainbow gif here. Right. Yes.
1: But yeah. Okay. I I agree with that. All right. So uh, finish this off. One more. One more. All right.
0: (laughs) This is serious business.
1: Oh, pink, blue, or orange? I wish that we actually had an audience that could be like,
0: pink. Oh, like on. It blue. Or on, like, who wants to be a millionaire? When you do the ask yeah. the audience and they do an orange. Okay, we haven't done an orange. You one know yet. why?
1: It's my least favorite color. Sorry, guys. Oh, I don't even know if I can answer this because I've been everywhere. Uh, one place in Nuga I haven't been to yet is. Uh,
0: You're gonna die when I tell you mine.
1: Okay, so downtown Jenuga. Or like anywhere. Anywhere. Uh, the New Cheesecake Factory. Ugh. That's the only, I don't <laughs> think, I think I've been everywhere else. I mean, that's why I have, I have to go to do count visits. So I've been, I don't know. That's the only place I haven't been. Speaking of which, I need to go by the Cheesecake Factory near Hamilton Place. Note to self. <laughs> so if you're listening, remember to go there. Which I will. Um, how about your, how about yourself?
0: Aretha Frankenstein's. What? I know. I know it's blasphemy, but... I
1: don't even know if I can finish this podcast. <laughs> um, really? I did a high voice on that. Really? Wow. <laughs> no. I mean, it. It's, it's the best pancake if you want to wait like an hour.
0: I'm impatient. When I'm hungry, I'm hungry.
1: Well, you need to go there not hungry. Because by the time you key. get your food, you're hungry. Okay. So about three hours. Oh, good. I'm Just kidding <laughs> again if you're listening, I did not mean that. Uh, no, I mean, I was just uh, actually, uh, my buddy Ryan he lives right up the road from Aretha's, and I mean, you can stand out, uh, stand on his back porch, and you can hear all the banter going around or going on at uh, Aretha's. It's kind of cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the food's amazing, that's uh, what I've heard, but you gotta wait, yeah, you gotta wait. But, I mean, I think all things are, all great things are worth waiting for.
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay, note to self, 2019, I'm going to read the Frankensteins.
1: <laughs> you right. You do know you have, like, a couple weeks left of this month. Like, don't. I know. Don't wait.
0: Uh, I'll get there. If you were listening and you have questions you would like added to the jar... Find me on Instagram, at The Nougat Bell, or leave me a review with the topics you would like added, and I will add them, and maybe they will be in an episode in 2019. Okay, now it's time for cocktails.
1: Ooh, cocktails. Yes. Okay, cool. All right, so, so, as everybody, I just want everybody to know, so I used to work for Last Lions Vodka, which is a... um, Uh, Local Chattanooga Vodka. They're the first and only Chattanooga Vodka that's handcrafted here in our glorious town. Um, But I'm not going to be working them for them much longer. We're still great friends and I still promote the crap out of them because I believe in local business. Uh, but I'm with a different brand, but we'll get into that shortly. So And
0: I'm cool. like, I'm not a vodka girl, and mm. this vodka is actually like delicious.
1: Yes. So, to talk to you guys about it a little bit so, we are 100% corn, gluten free, all natural, organic, uh, non GMO. Uh, we're a female owned company. Danette Newton is our CEO, uh, hence the reason for the name Lass and Lions. She's the last amongst the Lions. Um, we have a great straight spirit. Uh, Clear vodka, which is 80 proof, six times distilled, six times filtered. And then we do a whole line of functional vodkas. Uh, The one that we're going to be working with today is actually called Desire. It's got Madagascar vanilla, hibiscus, and Damiana root. And fun fact, it's sexually stimulating vodka. (laughs) You heard that, guys. Sexually stimulating vodka. Um,
0: First it was sex with alligators, (laughs) now. Yeah,
1: I know. Um... She chose it, actually. It's, it's, I had
0: an idea for a cocktail, yeah. and I needed the flavors.
1: <laughs> All right, so we're going to do one and a half ounces of desire. So, again, it's hibiscus, Madagascar vanilla, and Damiana root, which Damiana root is a natural aphrodisiac from South America. So I'll do... Oh, I did only one ounce here. So will do another half ounce here.
0: And I will say, the first time I tried this vodka, I usually don't do vodka because it burns... This does not burn at all.
1: And a lot of that comes from, so we use Appalachian spring water. Mm -hmm. um, And we also, so basically Danette and Bobby and Jeff, three of the owners, they're rocket scientists. So Danette's a biomedical engineer. Uh, Bobby is a biologist, a chemist. And he came up with this proprietary filtration system that is unlike any other filtration system on the market. And we do a clarification process also, so it pulls more impurities and more residual sugars. It, I can't call it healthy vodka, but <laughs> basically it's...
0: If vodka could mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. healthy. <laughs> it's...
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so we'll do that. We're going to do a half ounce of a chai. Simple syrup. Then we're going to use... We're going to do about two ounces of... Just, this is just your straight up?
0: Yep. Cold brew coffee.
1: All right. So if you guys want some great cold brew, call Kate. <laughs> She's available for podcasts.
0: And, <laughs> and cold brew coffee. coffee.
1: Cold brew coffee.
0: And sangria.
1: And sangria. She makes them mean sangria. We'll see. So we'll see how this turns out. I'm going to add two dashes. Actually, three dashes. Of Angus store orange bitters. So there's five aspects that make a cocktail. Man, I need some ice. ice? Yeah, yep. So five aspects that make a cocktail. Can you name those five? What are the five key ingredients of a cocktail?
0: Uh, the liquor. Okay. Um, you got me.
1: <laughs> so you have liquor. So spirit. It's the the simple fives is what I call it. So you have spirit, then you have sugar. Okay. And then you have sour. Mm-hmm. Then you have bitter. And then you have water. Okay. So water is water content is one of the biggest things that makes a cocktail. Because nobody wants to drink straight, just there are people who just drink shots. <laughs> um but it's a
0: college thing.
1: It's a college thing, yeah. But those three aspects, when blended together, make an amazing cocktail.
0: So spirit, sugar, sour, bitter, and water.
1: Yep.
0: Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, I like the smell.
1: Ooh, that turned out delightful.
0: Ooh, I get the orange. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to, but I get it. It's that orange spice with the chai.
1: Yeah, orange spice with the chai. You don't really get a lot of the vanilla until the back end, but mm-hmm. you get the co- a lot of coffee up front. Yeah. Enjoy that, though. Cheers. Good job. What are we calling this?
0: Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. I'm the writer. I shouldn't... Should know how to do
1: this. Alright, so we're gonna do another cocktail. Alright. We need a couple more glasses.
0: Alright, I got plenty of glasses. Do you want the same ones?
1: Yeah, that's, that'd be great. Next co- cocktail we're gonna do is um, called the Big O Manhattan.
0: What is Big O?
1: So, Big O is a ginger liqueur made out of St. Louis. I met these guys a couple weeks ago when I was in St. Louis, and they're amazing. They have produced one of the finest ginger liqueurs that I think I've ever had.
0: I um, had never heard of ginger liqueur until I met the guys from Quest.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. so now, going from Last Alliance, Lines, now I'm on with Quest. Uh, we're still 100 feet away from each other in production, so... We're still all great friends, and it's all about local, local, local. Mm-hmm. So, um, but with uh, yeah, Big O. So, uh, Quest Brands is a import export and wholesale company, mm-hmm. and so this is one of our uh, domestic, one of our only domestic brands. Um, but these guys are amazing. Bill and his wife are outstanding, and they created this seventeen years ago. Oh wow! Somewhere around there, I think it was seventeen or thirteen years ago. And it was a family recipe. Oh, okay. And then everybody told them that they should do this mainstream. and So they started Big O seven years ago.
0: Also, the bottle is beautiful.
1: Uh, that's actually his wife's. She made this label.
0: She did a good job.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful label. I'll and post
0: pictures on the Nougabell Instagram so y'all can see it because it is gorgeous.
1: It's all, also a lot cheaper than Domaine de Canton. So, which is also great ginger liqueur, but um, I think this one is uh, quite superior all right so we're gonna make the big O Manhattan so we're gonna use JW Kelly which is made here in Chattanooga
0: JW Kelly is also very good
1: yes so uh, this is uh, the old Milford bourbon um, JW Kelly was an Irish immigrant that moved to Nashville Tennessee in the mid1800s around like 1850 18- 50-something. Then he came down to Chattanooga to collect a debt because he got in the spirits industry and he decided to never leave. Oh, okay. So he started the Deep Springs Distillery. Okay. Uh, not too far from the waterfront on MLK Run Market. And uh, so he started out as a rectifier. And in 1866 is when he built his actual distillery. And so this is an actual... One of his uh, bourbons. So they... He was a blender, mm-hmm. and he blended a rye and a bourbon together. Okay. And it was called the Old Milford. Oh. So this is one of the originals. Anyways, 1907, he passed away. They stayed up until Prohibition. Prohibition shut him down. They thought the whole history of J.W. Kelly was lost, and three guys got together and just did a lot of research and rectified and brought back the brand.
0: Doing God's work. <laughs> Yes.
1: Exactly. So we're going to take that. We're going to mix it with a little bit of Big O. So we got two ounces of J.W. Kelly. Then we are going to do three quarters of an ounce. This is a little stout cocktail here. Of the Big O ginger liqueur. And then we're going to do an eighth of an ounce. Of sweet vermouth. You can use any kind of vermouth. So this is... It's kind of like an original Manhattan, just a little different. I call it rectified. (laughs) And then we're going to do two dashes of orange bitters.
0: The same ones that we put in the coffee. Angostura
1: orange bitters. So I'm going to use these in every cocktail, just so you can see that you can use bitters in In
0: everything. everything.
1: Yeah. So you're going to throw that some ice in it and then you're gonna stir it it's also understanding the difference between you know the great the best cocktails how you how it's prepared mm-hmm. kind of like food so it's understanding the difference of when you stir a cocktail and shake a cocktail and it's like i tell everybody all the time I'm like so the shaken martini where'd that come from do you know james bond <laughs> it is actually james bond
0: because he was always the shake and not stirred. Shake and not
1: stir. But how you actually do a the original recipe for a martini is a stirred cocktail. Because you kind of want it velvet, like mm-hmm. like velvet and smooth and easy on the palate. But thank you, James Bond.
0: Manhattans are very much a sipping cocktail.
1: Oh, absolutely. This one is actually more of an easy sipper than most. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Cocktail number two.
1: All right. This will be fun.
0: Ooh. I like the ginger. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. It
1: goes very well with the oak. Mm-hmm. Um, so,
0: the oak's in the bourbon. Yeah. Is it... I guess that's what it's...
1: It is. So this is a blend of five, six, and eight-year bourbons. It's 75% um, corn, uh, 20% rye, 5% malted barley. So it's a higher rye bill than most bourbons. But the best thing about it is the flavor profile. So you get some of those oakiness. You get a little bit of mint on the front, like on the nose. And then you move into kind of your typical vanilla and oaks, mm-hmm. but the back end is a lot of dark chocolate. Okay. Oh, absolutely.
0: You need to smell this.
1: You need to actually taste it.
0: I get the mint. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. What do I have on my shelf? I have a bottle of J.W. Kelly on my shelf, and I need to see what it is. Oh, it is the Old Wilford. Yeah.
1: Alright, so cocktail... Man, I got cocktails sitting everywhere.
0: (laughs) Why would you complain about that? I started with sangria. I I feel like we
1: should uh, write a song about it. Alright, you don't have a lime, do you?
0: I do, actually. Yes!
1: Alright. Oh, my sneeze. No, I'm not going to sneeze. (laughs) Am I going to sneeze? No, I'm good. Alright, so we're using Smokehead. It's a single malt a la scotch.
0: A single Um, malt what scotch? Isla. What does that mean?
1: So the Isla region is where you get most of your really peaty, smoky scotches. Okay. I would go in the entire history of Scotland and all the different regions and the highlands, the lowlands, the...
0: My family's Scottish. Okay. Isle of Skye.
1: Isle of Skye is amazing. It used to be one of Quest brand's brands. Oh, okay. So um, Isla Scotches, so this is kind of different. So this is actually made... Uh by Ian McLeod. hmm He's a very reputable um distiller. Okay. Guy who knows a lot about scotch. Uh so this has got a very you get a lot of smoke and peat up front, but on the back end, unlike LaFroig and Lagavulin, uh you get a lot of toffee and citrus and candy notes. Citrus. Yeah, that's it. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And for the price point, it's great. We're doing a big relaunch in 2019. And so this,
0: this is, is another Quest brand?
1: It is. Okay. So Smoke It. So uh, though it's not from Chattanooga, I'm sorry. Uh, the people who actually sell this are from Chattanooga. So it's Scottish it, Chattanooga. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what we're going to do, so it's called Smoking Cuban. So we're going to take a, do a take on a Cuba Libre. Okay. What's a Cuba Libre?
0: Rum and Coke, and lime and simple syrup.
1: Bingo! But <laughs> well, we're gonna actually do something different because we're gonna use this chai oh, simple syrup. You so change
0: gonna, that up a little bit.
1: But this is how you this is how you make cocktails. Mm-hmm. When you can make it, you don't have to make something different for everything. It's kind of like you having a pair of jeans mm-hmm. or a shirt. How many ways can you wear it? How many ways can you make a cocktail? With the same ingredients. Okay. That's that's kind of how because it, it brings costs down when you're building a cocktail menu, and it helps waste go down. Yes. So we're gonna do. We're gonna have a little fun. All right. Need more glassware.
0: Um, this I is- washed that one for you. Okay. Cool. Um, and then Oops. if you need another one.
1: Oh no, you're fine. This is this is gonna be this is just a, a built cocktail. All right. So the great thing about this one is it's just built. So we're going to do an ounce and a half. Smoke it.
0: Oh, so you, you don't like stir it or shake it.
1: Yeah. So, and then we're going to do.
0: Is that the syrup or the nope, coffee?
1: that's the coffee.
0: <laughs> I use mason jars for everything. So I just have a counter covered in mason jars. So we're just
1: going to do a half ounce of the chai. Simple syrup. All right. I don't want to ruin that smoke. So then we're going to add bitters. Orange bitters. Two dashes. And the reason it looked like I did a four, it's one for one. So 1 1
0: Oh, two, two. okay. Yeah. I was going to say that was four.
1: I know. Right. <laughs> so an actual dash when you look up like the measurements of a dash Anyways, uh, the measurement of a dash is actually, all right, uh, do you have a bottle
0: opener? I do. Has a pineapple on it.
1: I like pineapples. Anyway, so the measurement <laughs> for a dash is actually like based on milliliters. Okay. So. Good to know. All right. And a squeeze of lime. You know how your bartender knows he likes you? How? He squeezes your lime.
0: <laughs> Good to know. All right, and this is the smoke, smoking Cuban. Smoking Cuban. Ooh.
1: That's scotchy. I like it.
0: Oh, I get the smoke right off the bat mm-hmm. on the nose. And- Ooh, actually, no, I get the lime on the nose. This might be my favorite one we've done.
1: Sweet.
0: I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, I really want to bring scotch back. Like, I want people to understand that they can enjoy scotch. If you like a good barbecue, you'll like scotch.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Because it's... I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it.
0: It, Yeah, it's... It's like
1: a smoky, amazing goodness.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, for... The people who are not exactly connoisseurs of bourbons and whiskeys and scotches, what are the main differences among bourbon, whiskey, and scotch?
1: Oh, man. So scotch is the biggest one. The difference between bourbon, whiskey, scotch is you have... So bourbon used to be only out of Kentucky. hmm And they changed that. So you can be bourbon, whiskey, mm-hmm. or you can be bourbon, mm-hmm. or you can be whiskey... So, bourbons is, what, 51% corn mm-hmm. all the time, uh, whiskey, and it's different age statements so how long it has to be aged. Scotch is the biggest one. So And sco-
0: Tennessee whiskey has to be filtered through the charcoal system.
1: Maple charcoal. Yes. Charcoal.
0: Yeah. I learned that when I went to Jack Daniels.
1: So, it's Jack Daniels and George Dickel that do mm-hmm. that. Yep. Who is first? Jack. Jack Daniels is the oldest... Lasting and running distilleries in the nation. Yep. With scotch, um, so you've got to go, you filter it over a bed of peat, depending on where you're, what region you're from. And then it's aged in different barrels. hmm Usually brandy, sherry mm-hmm. barrels. Um, cognac, armagnac, And uh, Irish whiskey is usually aged in. American barrels, like Jack Daniels. Okay. Yeah. So we, you can only use your barrels once and then you ship them off and they have to go somewhere else. And that's mm-hmm. how the different regions and different places have established how you make.
0: Mm-hmm. And, bre- and beer breweries can use them to age their beer too.
1: Yeah. And apparently you can age your beer in it and then send it back to mm-hmm. a distillery, which I...
0: That gets interesting.
1: I didn't know that was a thing, but Okay. But kudos. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, there's there's so much knowledge to be be taught and be learned behind spirits. Mm-hmm. And beer, you know. But that's, that's what makes the job fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Never stop learning.
1: No. Not at all. And, you know, it's the little guys. The little guys are the, you know, we're all about local. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've tried to, you know embellish on all evening is that it's all about local it's about how we can work together to build chattanooga and chattanooga brands it's also about the little guy
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so the great thing about quest brands and what we do is we bring little guys and make them bigger guys yeah you know even with like last lines like they need that push Mm -hmm. so support your local brands and also support the little brands. Oh, yeah. Because we there's so many out there that make amazing products. You know, all the big guys, Tito's, Grey Goose, all those guys, they start out just like we did. hmm The best thing about business and, and the spirits industry is supporting the little guys. Mm-hmm. And helping them become the bigger guys.
0: Yeah. Anyways. That's what I'm most excited about in Chattanooga.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like... We're, we're growing
0: super fast
1: like we're almost getting too big for our britches <laughs> like you know i'm i'm just now i'm actually moving right down the street from kate not the, down the street but like yeah literally down the street yeah actually down the street um, <laughs> but you know it's you know Chattanooga's just it's, it's growing the economy is growing the um i heard we're doing, gonna do try to like do six billion dollars in tourism next year yep That's i heard crazy
0: I believe it, though.
1: Can I get, like, a third of that? am <laughs> just saying. It's nuts. It's great. Yeah. I mean, that. who wouldn't love to be a Chattanoogan? Right? The we're cost getting, of
0: living is amazing.
1: We're getting Greg Hartley back with the Red Wolves.
0: Oh, Greg Hartley. Grega, I love you And forever. Greg,
1: you know who I am. Brian Lindsay. Contact me, dude. We used to hang out.
0: Grega, we all love you. We're so excited for you to come back to Chattanooga. Please come on my podcast when you get back to town. I just really want to talk to you and listen to your accent all day, every day.
1: And the only way that you can come on our podcast is so I'm with you.
0: (laughs) That Um, would be fun.
1: Oh, you don't even know. It would be awesome. (laughs) It would be great.
0: Grega, let's make this happen.
1: We we can talk about some powers, um, Irish whiskey, and maybe some... I don't know.
0: Maybe some football.
1: Something from England. What is England known for? Besides a queen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I have
0: some English beer we can talk about.
1: Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, Chattanooga is, it, it's becoming awesome. And a lot of great things coming up. And I think that uh, the best way to make Chattanooga the best of Chattanooga is just...
0: Support local. Support
1: local. Mm-hmm. support each other that's all yep. that matters awesome that is all that matters
0: yep we are going to wrap up here because i have two more cocktails i have to drink because <laughs> i'm a slow drinker yeah she is yeah all right um where can we find more information about Lassen lions and quest brands on the internet
1: uh you can go to LassenLions.com. um you can find them on their instagram page which is going to be last and lions it's l-a-s-s-a-n-d lions um, or, uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. It's L-A-S-S at, sun, or the, uh... Ampersand. Thank you. That one. And lines. I think that's for Facebook as well. No, Facebook's last lines. Um, Facebook. Um, Quest Brands. You can find us at Quest Brands, QuestBrandsInc.com. Look at, uh, same thing for the interwebs, or I'm sorry, the, uh, social media. Um, it's all
0: on in the interwebs.
1: Yes, yeah, all the interwebs, and we actually just set up individual Instagram sites for all of them. Mm-hmm. Smokehead, I think it's Smokehead. J W Kelly is J W Kelly. Bourbon. Uh, Big. O, well, Big O is not actually on there yet.
0: Big O is on Instagram.
1: It is. Yes. So Big O. I don't. I think it's, it's, I
0: think it's the Big O liqueur.
1: The Big O liqueur. Yeah. So yeah, find us.
0: Awesome. I'll tag all of that in the show notes. Cheers once again
1: yeah this has been fun
0: yes all right thank y'all so much for listening to this episode and all year long it has been a really exciting 2018 um just to think that i started this in february and here i am nearing 40 episodes um i hope y'all have enjoyed listening along and i hope you'll come back in 2019 so signing off for the nougat podcast for 2018 and i'll catch y'all on the flip side
1: merry christmas